onda, chingonas? Agarra tu café, tu té, tu tequila. Yo aquí tengo mi whisky, lo que necesites para relajarte. Thank you for joining Chingonas Rising. This is a podcast for fierce and badass Latinxes that is dedicated to awakening everyone's inner chingona through entertainment, sex positivity, knowledge, and collective healing. So we are your hosts, Carol Pique Rivera. And Denise Manny Maldonado. Okay, chingonas, now let's jump into some updates. So first, we want to address the elephant in the room. We know that we've been on a little break, you know, a little hiatus, hiatus, however you pronounce it. Yes, that. Um, it is not my first language, um, the English, you know, so. The English? <laughs> English, yes. Um, so life happened. Oh, so yeah, we've been so busy with work. Um, I know, you know, I've been extremely busy with work. And I was in a move, moving transition out of the area where I was living in. And, you know, I bought a house. And so that was like a whole monster. And I've just been doing, you know, a lot of amazing work, um, partnering with some federal, local organizations to do some COVID education work. Mm -hmm. um, And just, you know, really been expanding my workload, um, which comes with new responsibilities. But I also get to learn and challenge myself, which is good. And other than that, I've just been like working on my own wellness Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, well, not the beginning of the pandemic, at the beginning of 2021, um, I started um, this kind of health journey and just trying to be a better version of myself, um, specifically around my physical and emotional well-being. Um, I noticed that during the pandemic, it really affected me as it did for many of us. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we had the quarantine weight gain. We had the isolation, the little feeling of like dread, right, from being in quarantine this whole time. And so once, you know, I was um, this year, I kind of like decided to get out of my funk. And I think I was putting my, especially my physical health um, in the back burner for a long time. Um, I would say years at this point. Um, You know, I've tried all these like different diets and whatnot, always because of my own uh, body image issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided I wanted, I was tired and I just wanted something different. And so I haven't really been dieting. I've been kind of eating what I want yeah. you know, in, in consideration, right. And like not over excessively. Um, but I've been working out and I've actually- I know, and you've been crazy waking up at, sorry, I don't mean to say crazy, like waking up at five in the morning. So I know yeah. I've been trying to do that to get those extra hours in the day. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, so I just like get up early. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it was hella hard to do at the beginning. Like, how long uh, would you say it took you to like? I think it took for your about, rhythm to be. I think it took me like two weeks of me struggling. Like, I think like the first two weeks I started doing that at five in the morning. Um, I started kind of like doing it more a fuerzas, right? Than because I wanted to. It was mm-hmm, more like mm-hmm. cousin, my cousin who I work out with a lot. Um, and she's been like a huge, like, um, mentor for me in yeah. my own wellness journey. She's had a huge transformation and, you know, just not even just physically, but just like her persona, like her vibe, everything's like, she glowed up. Right. Awesome. So she was already a badass. Now she's like even more of a chingona and she's also a mom. So I'm mm-hmm. like, she can do it. You know, like I can do it. Like I got, I got no kids. I got no excuse. Right. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I don't have kids to take after, which is like, I'm responsible for me, you know, at the end of the day. Well, that's a pretty big job too. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, true, right? But like, it was challenging. Like at first I was doing it because like, I felt like responsible or guilty if I didn't show up to work out with her. Yeah. <laughs> because she was expecting me, right? To be there and pushing me to be there. Because Denise um, is a flaker. Yeah, and then like, 
and then like a day after like like a few days sometimes like I think something came up one of the days and I was like okay not today not today and then I started like noticing I was like okay I'm not gonna work out this day either and then um or not get up early to do it so I just kind of started making excuses and then I was like you know what no I have no excuse and so once I was fully settled into my house and then like I didn't have to worry about transitioning anymore I um started doing that on my own like I started you know I reached sorry that was my phone um I reached back out to her and I was like you know like I'm down to work out again in the mornings and so I've just been making it a habit to get up at five and I honestly like really enjoy it like sometimes I am a little tired because the thing I do need to work on is like going to bed at a good time yeah that's where I struggle because my high functioning anxiety just like does not let me sleep and my brain doesn't turn off or I am also guilty of like binging social media at that time um, and so then I get distracted, you know, watching TikTok videos and whatnot, and I can't sleep. Um, but I just like now, like I, I've set a routine where I go to bed, like, you know, a good time and I'm able to wake up and I get so much done before nine o'clock. And I've also like, you know, tried to cut out coffee, which was like a huge thing for me. Yeah. Um, and now like more recently, like I'm actually working on being sober and mm-hmm. actually my, you know, I'm wow. Yeah. So, um, like, do you have a timeline for that to end? Yeah. So I don't want to be like super like rigid. Cause I mean, are you going to be, are you going to have drinks with me for my birthday? <laughs> so I don't know yet. So <laughs> I am taking it day by day. Um, I'm not like, I wasn't like an alcoholic or anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were functional <laughs> one, a functional one. No. <laughs> but I wasn't like work. I wasn't drinking like every day. You know? Right, right, right. Or even every week anymore. Like, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, I started doing that, like, every week. Um, because, you know, we were home. And, like, yeah, yeah. Also, we and we would jump on calls. And yeah. yeah. But, like, now, like, I just kind of, like, don't really drink anymore. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even have wine at home. Like, I just kind of find other ways. And I also keep myself busy throughout the day that I don't, mm-hmm. like, have time to just, like, sit and have a So drink. you're just, like, naturally in a good mood now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I think like a goal. Yeah. Like just like natural stuff. And I've been trying to like replace some of my my meals. Um, you know, to be vegan meals, um, which is like not for everybody. Um, you know, Mm. I love meat and I don't think I'd Mm -hmm. ever give up meat entirely. Um, but I've just I have really bad PCOS and I have Mm. really bad like digestive issues. And I noticed that like my gut does affect my mental health and so you have been feeling better. Yeah. this last time that we went out like to drink right like I yeah. started feeling sick my stomach started hurting like yeah, everybody got and sick. the next day was like pretty bad like I was like my stomach was still pretty bad mm-hmm. and I just like didn't like feeling like shit so like on that, that next day I was like you know what like I, I've been thinking about this like I kind of want to like stop drinking um so I'm just giving myself time like you know I'm aiming for like three months right now Mm-hmm. and see if I can then do six months and then like let's see how like I don't want to say like I'll never drink alcohol again um but I just don't know at this point um but it's something I'm like working towards just because I can't reach my own like fitness and well wellness like journey and goals if I keep drinking alcohol yeah that does kind of get in the way of yeah because then like you all that eat. the processing mm-hmm. you want to eat like you know we went out to eat after we had a drink that day and I binged on like some breadsticks <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah so you know and I try I just try to like not like feel guilty about doing so about you know sometimes eating a little bit more than what I plan to because you know I just try want to like listen to my body and what mm-hmm. it is yeah it's so um, important but and not be hard on myself because I think at the beginning I would be very excessive with like counting my calories and my macros 
And like, I still kind of do that a little bit, but I kind of now understand like my portion sizes and like what, where I should aim. And I, now I take my time eating to feel, to see if I feel full, you know, right. instead of like binging. Well, they should, they do say that you should try to be a little more mindful when like, as you're eating. Yeah. And that's something I just never done because I'm always like, well, I was, I was in a rush, right. Too. Yeah. yeah. So definitely. So that's kind of where I've been. Um, how about you, Carol? Yeah, so I didn't mind the pandemic, you know, I like to do my own stuff on my own and don't care too much for socializing. But uh, I also I had stopped drinking coffee, you know, since last year, and then I recently started, uh, picked it up again. I know we were all super wired on the nitro brew. <laughs> we had a half day planning meeting last week. <laughs> yes, shout out to the dirty bird in Hebrew. The, the early bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With their fancy espresso machine. Uh, yeah, we were, I didn't go to bed until like three in the morning that day uh, with anxiety. <laughs> She's had panic attacks from the cold brew. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm like talking about, you know, what you're eating and stuff. I'm actually doing an egg fast right now. Just like the, you could do, use it to like detox and stuff. Um, and it's supposed to be for five days. And then you do like two days where it's just like one or two meals are still of eggs but it's like it's like you can have eggs and you can have cheese and you can have like uh fat so it's like butter or olive oil but there's a ton of recipes that you can actually make so you can make like that the little um what are the little egg yeah the egg bites and you could there's like pasta that you can make there's pancakes that you can make so I'm trying to switch it up because like right now it's like my second day and I'm already like yeah my <laughs> Like I had that, I had like a whole party of, of LA, yeah, I had a whole party of electricians here working on stuff. Um, and I knew my power was going to be out. So I was like, I guess I might as well just boil some eggs, you know, oh since God. that's what I'm going to be on. Uh, eggs. So we'll see how that, how that works out. If I, you know, if I'm able to stick it out, like the first time I did it, it was like, I think in January and it was, it was really easy. Cause I think I was on the road a lot and like working a lot so it's like easy for me to just like you know eat quickly and just like super hydrate um but yeah on top of that I've been mostly working on my sleep actually so I bought this uh it's like I had actually bought it for my grandma <laughs> wow. for, for her birthday that's like at the end of April and, you and, I, and I start and I decided to try it so it's like this like bean bag blanket it's like a small beanbag blanket like full of lavender so like you can actually warm it up in the microwave uh but I don't even warm it up I just use it for the lavender so like I'll literally just like lay on it or like throw it on my face to like help me like relax but it's been helping me sleep right so that's been helping me sleep and then I was trying to track my sleeping time so like my REM and my you know deep sleep my light sleep all that and that's been helping me a lot because I feel like it's super connected to my mood because I can be super irritable if I'm not rested. Right. And like, yeah, everybody, you do not like a moody Carol no, <laughs> showing up, up in your life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I did. Uh, so I've been like working on my sleep and that's been working out. And then I also actually, we just put in an offer last night on the house. So, and they accepted it. So now we're actually in contract. Yeah, so about to be a homeowner. Kind of exciting. In I think 25 days we'll be able to close. You know, if all goes as planned. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, we became homeowners this year. That's awesome. Yeah, who would have thought? Well, you last year. 
Yeah, but we didn't sign till this year. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because they kept uh, <laughs> delaying the construction. it up. Um, yeah, but other than that, I've just been focusing on like aligning just my energy, just like what makes me feel good. And I feel like that's just been my beginning of the year process of like what feels good to me. Who are the people that fill me with joy that I get excited to see? Who's toxic? Who's not? You know, what are like the foods I want to be eating? I mean, except for right now, that's the egg fast, which fucking sucks. But <laughs> But yeah, I'm really that's, just just listening to my body in that sense, right? It was like Carol's probably farting so much and it smells like eggs. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. Like smell like when you cook them sometimes. Like, Ew. <laughs> like, that's gonna be girl. Maybe like day four or five. <laughs> that's oh so my gross. God. People are gonna think story. I smell now. <laughs> Don't get laid <laughs> during that time. <laughs> Fart. <laughs> yeah but other than that yeah that's pretty much um just taking it easy and just you know work kind of picked up and yeah now we're excited to be back with the podcast and then we're back especially with today's topic yeah we're rested and yeah definitely i'm and still I- drinking i'm drinking right now so i'll drink for <laughs> denise <laughs> you can have my drink perfect um, yeah, so we also want to kind of touch base with y'all and let you know of something big that we're doing. Uh, so we have a big announcement. So we are hosting an IG live with the babies, um, which is our friend and um, business um, kind of associate. And they hold a Instagram account where they promote businesses, particularly um, people of color owned businesses. Mm-hmm. In the Bay Area. Yep. And so they're at the Babies, um, which is T-H-E-B-A-Y-B-I-Z-Z on Instagram. And we are going to do a partnered um, kind of like mini show on Friday, May 7th, which is also in honor of Biggie's birthday over here. Yeah. So we're going to go live on Instagram at the Babies um, and Chingona's Rising IG. So it'll be a collaboration and it'll be on both of our IG accounts at 7 p.m pacific time um and that'll be again may 7th um and we are doing a little like would you rather theme um so we are gonna be you know crowdsourcing answering some questions so if if we choose not to answer a question then we have to take a shot yes so come pre-game with us i'm sober so um i will take oh whoa wait 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 we're gonna have to talk about that So the Piki Carol is a birthday girl. You could take like a shot of grass or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know gin- is it like a ginger shot or like that grass thing from? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I will shit myself with that. <laughs> well, you want to be healthy, pick your poison. Yeah, I guess. Um. Yeah. So I'll take a shot of like apple cider vinegar or something. I don't know. Um. But yeah, so we are going to be there celebrating and since Piki's the birthday girl, you know, she could take all the shots she wants. Um, so make sure you send us some good questions, some fun questions. We really got like no filter on these questions. Right yeah, now. really just about us or anything like our perspectives or. Yeah, dating yeah. advice. Um, I mean, I don't you know, know if you want my dating advice because I will make you <laughs> leave your <laughs> man. <laughs> I will. I have my whole, maybe, my whole maybe, throw the whole man away convention. Yeah, maybe y'all can send Piki some dating advice. <laughs> how about that? I, like, for the longest time, I did not know that I did not know how to date. 
uh really i thought i was being my true authentic self but i guess yeah i was just being an asshole yeah i always have to tell her um yeah no you're being toxic right now like is this rude (laughs) like uh yeah who does that and who leaves right after yeah no all right, Chingonas. So today we have a hot topic. We're going to talk about all the ways that our mind, our body, spirit, and experiences can fuck with us to make us feel and think that we are really feeling head over heels in love with somebody, right? And that reality is maybe you just are not that into them. And we're going to tell you how your body does this starting now. Okay, so the first point that we have for today is that feeling of lust and infatuation. So Carol, have you ever felt uh, like you were in lust or infatuated? Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, all the time. This is when I used to, you know, chew my up and spit them out. <laughs> when I wasn't in tune with my, you know, real emotions and really being in tune with like what I really needed to be aligned with. But so lust is a tricky one, right? Because you feel it like in your bodies, it's like warm, it's fuzzy, and it just feels a lot like love, but it's actually really just this magnetism towards a person's either physical appearance or maybe like a sexual connection that you might have, right? And then this can be misinterpreted as it's like, oh, this feels like a lot like love. Right, yeah, I'm like, so the same kind of feelings, right? Like all that giddy, good feeling, right? And so I think that that creates like some kind of dependency, right, on that feeling, and you like everyone likes that feeling, right? And so well, it's, right, it's like a drug, right, which kind of puts us into this other thing where actually feeling these feelings, it actually triggers the same part of the brain that substance abuse can, right? So it's like uh, your body is going into withdrawals, depending on like what your mind is doing or what you're making up these stories in your head and then just adapting them like to your body. So sometimes when you're trying to leave like a type of relationship that has a lot of lust, that's more of a lustful infatuation, you can kind of have these feelings of like, but I think I really love this person, you know, when you really don't. It's just- Your mind it's, your that, it's that addiction really right and I think with that um if you for everybody who knows like how do you know you know you're not in love you're just um stigmatized maybe right that's the other term that we've heard sometimes right a lot of it can feel like teenage love and I think that that's puppy kind love. of yeah puppy love right teenage love puppy love or you know if you're an adult being stigmatized it's like you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you know that this person like maybe does not meet all your criteria that you want in a significant other, right? Um, and you're just not into them, but you're still there because maybe, you know, and people are like, why are you still with them, right? Like they have A, B, and C that are bad about them. And you just like can't see past that. And I think we hear this term digmatized, right? Um, this is the first time I hear that term. <laughs> really? Yes, but I can totally see like where it's coming from where it's going and how it can be very common yes it's that lust that sexual attraction right um it happens sometimes with um you know people that it's when you know dudes are just sometimes like that sexy motherfucker that just doesn't yeah thinking about them but it's not really something deep like a deeper connection 
like you know it ain't gonna intellectual or emotional deeper connection because you know like that could also be a deep connection too yeah (laughs) it is a a very deep connection that good D, right? <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so, you know, in the terms of lust and infatuation, again, it is a sexual tension, right? And so when folks talk about being dictatized, right? It's like you're in the situation where this person has no qualities that you are, you would normally not be attracted to, but yet you keep coming back to them or you maybe feel like you are in love with them. Um, but it's really because you like the sexual pleasure that they're giving you um, or what you get, you know, the sexual feelings you get out of the relationship. And it could be like, that person could be a great sexual partner, but not necessarily be a great life partner for you. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that is um, hopefully now, you know, that term dignitized, right? Um, But again, it does (laughs) produce that. And I, like, I remember, like, sometimes you're in these situations, right, Um, where maybe you're friends with benefits, right? And it's like your friend, right, quote unquote, but it's um, really just to hook up, right? And you have that one person you can always booty call. Right. right? And maybe they're good, at, you know, at that. They meet that criteria off your checklist. Right. Um, but, you know, in the deep, deep down inside of you, <laughs> not that other kind of way, but, you know, deep down that that person will not make you happy in the long run. And maybe you start feeling like, you know, sometimes because you are sexually attracted to them, you start feeling like you're developing feelings. It could or be you confusing. actually start developing feelings. Well, it could be confusing, yeah, when stuff just feels really, really good. And then it's like they have some good qualities too. So then you're kind of like, wait, am I just not giving this person a chance? Um, and you can definitely walk away from it. Because the reason that we're talking about these things, it's like things that make us feel like we're totally attached to somebody or totally in love with somebody. When in reality, it's like, no, you have all the power to turn these off. Uh, when it suits you yeah and honestly somebody can be just your sexual partner like they don't have to be nothing more than that right and I think that I know that sometimes when it starts feeling like maybe it is interfering with your emotional or mental health right maybe that's when you need to cut that sexual connection loose right and I think it really depends on your like different types of personality right because I know some people that are just living their best life um, meeting multiple people at the same time. Um, but then other people just are a little more closed off maybe, you know, so don't try to do too much either that's outside of like what you're comfortable with. Right. And then all- like, we're not advocating you go hoe around, but hoe around. <laughs> but you could, if you wanted to, <laughs> everybody should have their hoe phase. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I think that that kind of speaks about like your mind, body, and spirit, right? Because you're exchanging a lot of energy with that person and you choose mm-hmm. to have inside you or you choose to penetrate. And that's like your sexual drive, right? It's one of like the basic urges as beings. Yeah. So I you mean, don't have to feel naughty or embarrassed about that. Yeah, and definitely they could just be good for that. And that's, hey, kudos to you that you have somebody where you can just speed dial and, you know, get that release that you need. Um But we also have other things around romanticizing potential, right? And so I think sometimes, um, a lot of times when we, um, what we say when we're thinking about you're just not into them, is that sometimes we romanticize people, right? Um, We don't see who they pass, what they they show us, right? Um, Or we choose not to. And so people have, again, a habit of doing this a lot sometimes you create an idea of what could be or what could have been with that person and we put them on a pedestal and 
you know, it could be, you know, like, I know, I know probably this has happened to a lot of folks, right? Um, myself included, where we just see the good in people, right? And maybe that's not exactly, you know, the best situation for us. And we romanticize what this love story could be. And I mean, a lot of us spend all day daydreaming, right? About stupid shit all the time. Um, and we create a lot of scenarios about people, right? And situations that we wish happened or we play out in our mind. Um, but yeah, um, this could have you ever been in a situation like this, Carol? Why romanticize potential? I feel like as women, we tend to just do this by default, right? If somebody shows us some good traits, um, you're able to kind of think ahead and think like, oh, well, this person might actually be a really good partner to start like a family with or a marriage with, but it's like, that's all you're doing. This is like a made up scenario in your head, right? So I try to be very careful with taking people at face value. Like I'm gonna take what you show me and how you do or what you do. Um, and, and I try to stay away from making up those scenarios, especially because I know how they can end up. Right. So it's like, oh, are you are you ideal idolizing this person? Are they like on this pedestal? Are you like, oh, my God, this is the perfect person for me. And it's like, why? And, and I think you just the same really, way. yeah. And I think, huh? And do they feel the same way about you? Right. Because it could just be one sided. And how awkward is that? <laughs> you know, so like my my thing is, it's like, do not romanticize do not go through these ideas or scenarios in your head like take it day by day let things align let things flow um but you also have to catch yourself when you're doing this I think I'm able to kind of separate uh, the romanticizing of people well I'm also like really hard person to date <laughs> because I'm an idealist <laughs> right so and I have like my little checklist of it's like, mm, yes, 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 no. And it's like, yeah, this is not going to work. She has a lot of, uh, she has a whole checklist when it comes to dating and she has a lot of walls up. So um, <laughs> I'm no. working on my walls and I, I'm being vulnerable now and feeling these feelings as a bitch. It's like very new to me, right? Like I was totally in my feelings all last week. And it's just like, geez, is this how like normal people feel? Because technically, I do not like to feel them. Like, I will put them aside. Um, but whatever, that's not the case. So the thing is, uh, when you're romanticizing potential, it's kind of like you're just setting yourself up to fail, right? You're, you're dragging yourself along on this dream that it's not really fair to you or to the person, right? Yeah. And it could be like, even like, for example, we talked about the friends with benefits, right? Um, sometimes people tell you that's all they want to be right? That they just want to be friends with benefits. They just want to sleep with you, right? And you have they're, to listen when they say that. Yeah, they're fucking telling you that's all they want. Yes. Yeah, you're like, oh, maybe if I keep sleeping with them and I keep doing all these things at their beck and call, then they will change, right? No. And they change their opinion. No, girl, no. Right? <laughs> and so how many times, and I know myself included, um, younger me, you know, I'd be like, okay, like this person like doesn't, hasn't really established that they want to be in a relationship with me, right? It's been like, four months and we're still just kind of casually having sex and I would just you know hang out with them continue to hang out with them kind of be like you know available right um and then I I was realizing then later on right like man they straight up told me they didn't want to be in a relationship since mm -hmm. the beginning or they didn't tell me yeah. right 
And I think what's not said is also a huge indicator, right? It's also when there's silence or you don't know, or there's no clarity. Um, and I think there was like a quote, like where there's confusion, that means like, it's not, it's not happening, right? Like there's no, right. it's not, it's not there. So you shouldn't be confused if you're in love, right? You should know, like, it's not going to come with like, oh my God, do they like me? Do they not? Right. Right. And like if you're having these friends with benefits, it's like, do it because you just want the benefits. Don't definitely. do it because you want to see if something else evolves. Like I've been in a situation where like I tell somebody, you know what, like we're just homies and we're hanging out and, and whatever happens, happens. But unless we have a conversation later on about us wanting to build or actually want something serious, um, then we don't. But then like time passes and then the other people are kind of like, well, I thought we were kind of getting close or I kind of thought like I might have been winning you over or I thought this was going to advance something else. I'm just like, wait, like we talked I about this. You. Yes. We talked about this, right? And it's not like, I mean, I'm not out here like doing it to everybody, but it's like <laughs> if I feel comfortable with somebody and you're deemed, you know, with that role, then I'm going to be very, I'm going to keep it very real with you. And I think that that's an issue with dating right now that people just don't, they won't tell you that. Right. Yeah. So I think like you, you need to be very cautious with how, how you, how you play along. Yeah, right? definitely. And you wouldn't be confused if you know, like a person who's into you, they're not going to like make you feel confused. And I can tell you like at the beginning, like, you know, I had been doing a lot of online dating. This was before I met my partner and, um, you know, I just, things weren't going anywhere. And I was feeling like I was putting myself in these situations where I was idolizing or romanticizing someone, right? And I decided to like, you know what, take a break because it also kind of affects your mental health, right? Um, and- So draining. Yeah, definitely. And I had to kind of figure out why I was doing that. Mm -hmm. Like what in my past or in myself was um, having myself put, being put through, through these situations. Like I can't even talk today, sorry. <laughs> uh, but- how come I was doing this right like I had to kind of see like okay what about me is making me feel like I need to seek validation from them and like I want this person to like me right and so actually when I was not looking that's actually when I ended up with my life partner mm -hmm. um you know and I know straight up like you know um when we were dating you know we were dating casually um but you know he made it very clear like um that when I asked, right, like, hey, you know, like, we're, we've been hanging out for a couple months. Um, I think it was like two months at that point, or a little, probably a little less. And I was like, you know, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste yours. These are my boundaries. Um, so where, you know, what do you where do you see this going? And he straight up was like, um, I'm confused. You're my girlfriend. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, you know, and because obviously, I was very into him. But I also was being realistic in terms of like hey he has not asked me to be his partner right he has not established that um so am I free to date other people right um and if he you know if he um like obviously I wanted to spend you know time with him and I wanted him to be my my, my boyfriend at the time um but that hadn't been established so I asked you know and it's okay for you to ask you know and if you don't get the answer you're looking for that's like you know, hey, it would have been very different if he was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, let's see where this goes. To me, let's see where this goes or I don't know is a clear indicator and a red flag that I should be out, out the door. 
right? Mm-hmm. And if he would have said something like that to me, we probably wouldn't be married. I mean, we wouldn't be married right now, right? But he was like, oh, no, you're my girl. You're my girlfriend. Like, you know, like, duh, like, we're, we're together, you know? And so he made it very clear um, that that was his intention and his intention was to pursue me and to, you know, be in a relationship. And so I think that that was different because I hadn't had that in a while, right? Um, after being in a long-term relationship and then dating for a few years afterwards, um, I got used to being in the situations where I was like in limbo, it felt, right? With these mm-hmm. people or these men that like um, I felt, you know, attracted to and I wanted more with, um, but it just was not going to go anywhere. And one of them I remember very clearly was like, I just want to be friends with benefits. But here I was hanging out with him still, you know, and trying to seek, you know, and, and I caught myself developing feelings. And that's when I was like, oh, it's time to go. Because yeah. I now want to put myself to that situation where, you know, maybe I'm just stigmatized and that's good. Right. And I see that he's a good person. He has all these amazing qualities. But he straight up told me at the beginning, this is not what he wanted. Right. He yeah. didn't want anything else. And so when I felt like I was starting to catch feelings, I was like, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. And that's a really good point, uh, Nanny, saying how if you have this clear, kind of agreement with somebody um that it's not gonna turn into a relationship and you do start catching feelings like I've caught myself doing this and I automatically I'm just like I just check out I'm just like all right peace out this isn't working for me next um I don't because it's not even just like maybe the person wasn't into it it was like I knew that I didn't see a long-term connection with them too right so it's like now now you're just now you're just putting yourself through this now you're just playing with your own mind yeah, definitely. And I think with that, with the romanticizing partners, um, the or romanticizing the potential of a relationship, you also have the um, whole thing about face value, right? And what we mean by that is also, it's not your responsibility to fix anyone. And we see this a lot with women, right? Um, specifically women, um, all the men do this too, where you find somebody who you're like, I can fix them, right? And it's like, girl, you ain't into them. you're just trying you just need a hobby you need a project yes you need a project (laughs) yeah like I had to learn this the hard way right like even working in mental health where like I felt like I had to be compassionate I had to be empathetic for this person's journey and I knew that they needed to heal uh but at the same time at the end of the day you're not their therapist and you don't have to suffer while they get their shit together and it's like I know that sounds kind of fucked up but it's like it's hella emotional labor and it's like, is it really worth it? Is somebody taking care of you at the end of the day? Or are you just taking on hella more cargas? Yeah. You know? Now you're taking on their issues, their their own situations, right? Um, and you're in this whole, like, let me fix them. And guess what? He's probably talking to other people too, right? I mean, it, uh, and it, it's fine if they want to fix themselves, but it's like, you know what? I think you have some stuff to do on your own. And I think you should go do that. And maybe we'll see each other in the future. Like, yeah, you know, it's definitely. like no hard feelings. But there's no reason for you to be tied down with that type of stress. Yeah. And is it like, are you just there like listening here? Right. Because um, if not, they can pay for a therapist. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, and sometimes, you know, I've seen I've seen men be like, well, you're my friend. That's why I tell you things, you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, but um, even with friends. Right. You got to be intentional about who you're putting. You have to be mindful too when you're talking about stuff. Right. Yeah. Where are you putting extra baggage on? Right. Because your friend got shit that they're dealing with, too. You know, and it's like always asking for permission before. Like, is it OK if I, you know, share this or I make yeah. this? And I feel like, yeah. And it's like sometimes like either like Denise will be having a bad day or like I'll be having a bad day. And it's like 
if she starts like maybe venting about something, it's like, okay, I'm going to hold on to my stuff for like a little bit more, long, <laughs> a little bit longer. So, she, so she can talk to me about this and kind of process it. Cause I'm not going to be like, take over her narrative and be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm having a shitty day too. Yeah. But you know, having that balance too, but going back to whoever your partners are, it's like, definitely that's not your partner. That is somebody, if, I mean, if you just want this, is what they call like a trauma buddy, right? You're, <laughs> you're, you're attached because of the trauma you guys have experienced. And I feel like people get a lot of attachment that way too. And it's also a way that we self-sabotage. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I think that we are put, we put ourselves in these situations where we feel like maybe we're in love, right. Or that the person loves us and stuff. Um, But it could also be based off of our own issues, right. Our own past experiences and lived experiences. Um, And I think that a lot of it stems from like childhood trauma, you know, Um, we sometimes, you know, purposely avoid red flags, um, we are addicted, right, to putting ourselves into this situation because we don't know how to live without the chaos, right, We're, or without the drama. Um, and it's, I think, especially true with um, people who are folks who have been neglected, abused as children, or have experienced some kind of trauma. You know, or even like been involved with like narcissists, right? That is yeah. like the worst freaking experience ever. I feel like that totally messed things up for me because now I'm like, what if this dude is a narcissist? And I'm like going to find out hella long from here. <laughs> <laughs> this account on Instagram that actually like is like a recovery account for folks. Who oh my, yes, I probably follow them. And I have a whole folder <laughs> titled like narcissism. And like whenever like I have like friends like going through different shit, I'm just like sending this quote, send them this meme. It's like, nah, girl, it's like he's gaslighting <laughs> you. Nope, we're not doing this. We're not signing up for this, you know, fucking 2021. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I saw that account. I was like, oh my God, this is so interesting. Like they have a whole research and like practice based off of like narcissism and like how to avoid this and how to heal after you've been like burned by a narcissist, right? And I think that um, like back to what we're talking about, like, you know, sometimes we look at, we, we're in these relationships where we um, want to uh, romanticize or we hope that we're in love with this person and we're really like clinging onto this relationship when we should really just let go. And a lot of that, you know, it's from our own securities, our low self-esteem, um, things that maybe we lacked as children, right? Um, you know, we hear the term daddy or mommy issues, right? And I think that some of it could be true, right? Um, I know I got daddy issues. And so, you know, I had to work through my own tra- traumas and stuff to be able to do the healing that I've done. Um, but it's important, you know, that we kind of check ourselves and ask ourselves, so like, what about this relationship makes me feel good but also shitty at the same time right like what is fulfilling you from that or what void are you trying to fill with this relationship right and I think that's where being a chingona you need to like kind of recognize when this is happening because that means that it's giving you an opportunity to take care of that inner child like really nourish yourself right and heal whatever trauma that you did have because that's the actual issue that is going to bring you happiness later on and it's not just this guy that you think is giving you the happiness that you need when it's like hell no he's just giving you a bunch of headaches and I don't know what else yeah definitely like headaches you know um making you feel isolated because I think that's the other thing right are you showing up as your true authentic self when you're in this relationship right because if you're finding yourself like having to be a different person for somebody then that is not your person you are not in love with them like and it could be you're in love with them 
or in lust with them or infatuated, right? Um, but it's not reciprocated, right? Yeah, love does not isn't supposed to feel like that. And love is unconditional. Yeah, like are you finding yourself being somebody you, you completely are not with this person or when you're around them? Like all of a sudden you love sports, <laughs> right? All of a sudden you're like, yeah, let's go, you know, watch this. And like, you know, nothing about sports, or you're like, you could give like zero fucks about it, right? Um, but you know, are you changing? Are you like flaking on your friends to hang out with this person, right? Or like have to feel like it's a prohibited relationship, right? Like you have to like date in secrecy. And I think that those are right. all like good questions to kind of ask yourself, like, you know, why is, why does it feel bad, you know, when I'm with this person? And um, I think with that, sometimes we cling onto um, proving a point or capricho, right? Um, what we call capricho in Spanish, which is kind of like proving a point. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what it's the English not really is. a word that we use. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what the English word for that is. <laughs> My English is not working today. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, sometimes it's like when your parents, right, when you're a teenager, your parents are like, no, that person's no good for you. And you're like, I want them more now, because they're telling me I can't have them, right? Yeah. So, or like when somebody doesn't want you, and then you want them more, right? Um, because it's like what you couldn't have. And so you're just out there to prove a point. Um, and I w- it was really interesting, because I actually was listening, I want to say it was to a podcast, or I, w- I heard it somewhere where it was, um, they were talking about like, how sometimes when like girls find some man sexy, then you start finding them sexy too, right? And it's like, oh, you know, like, so I guess in this situation- this mm, Like the competition? Yeah, so this girl was like, there's this like guy in the office and this girl was like, oh, you know, he's so he's so hot. Like, you know, like and making comments about this dude and kind of like pumping him up. And then all the, and you know, now all the girls are like, oh, he's hot. Like, you know, because he's like- like, oh, really? I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. And then now you're That's like so running yourself, being attracted to them right now. Next time this person said person, let's name them. I don't know. Scott, in this case, yeah. every time you see Scott, you're going to be like, and I don't know why he's Scott. He's like the whitest <laughs> name everything. That's the whitest person ever, but whatever. Uh, anytime you see Scott, now you're all like, oh, look, Scott, the way he drinks his coffee in the morning. That's hot. Like, whatever, right? <laughs> whatever it's the coffee is. The way he looked, like he looked he at me at that level, right? Yeah, yeah right. he looked at me from across the room, or like he said hi. Like, I'm like, pretty sure we made eye contact. Yeah, I'm you know sure he wants me. And now <laughs> you know we fucked in our minds. <laughs> well, it's like when you're little, right? And it's like all these little co- to- uh, kids want these toys, and it's like, oh my god, it's like the latest fad. And then it's like maybe I get the toy finally, and I'm just like, oh, this is what I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like I don't the same want it addiction. Anymore. I mean, not to say like men are, I mean, not to say that all men are like toys, but you know, <laughs> it's a concept of you wanting something really bad because you are romanticizing it because you're hearing all these things about how great it is and how fun it looks. And then it's like, you have it and it's like, oh, it's not that. We're going to get a bunch of, a bunch of emails and ads from these men all bitter. <laughs> no, because I've met some really great men in the last couple of years. I mean, they're not my people, like not my permanent people. <laughs> But they're, they're great in their own way, you know, like I, I, I wish them luck and I hope that they find their happiness and everything. But it wasn't, <laughs> it, it wasn't caprichos that I did, right? It yeah. was most like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, maybe some of them had a capricho with you, you know, they were like, oh, probably. We know, <laughs> we know who we're talking about anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think that, I guess with that, like a lot of it um, to the other situation thing or thing that we find women um, being involved in, right? When we talk about when you're just not into them, 
-hmm. right? It's that feeling of costumbre. So costumbre, right, is the translation or the translated word for like you're used to the relationship. Right. Feel like you're stuck with them. Like, like you've created or you've invested so much time and effort and it's like your families have met and now it's like starting all over scary you know uh to put yourself out there again but it's like I think that is one of the biggest things also in like the Latino culture to be able to pick up and leave something that acostumbrada. yeah and then it's like in how many situations have we seen our tias our moms our sisters stay with people that maybe weren't good for them right or that they fell out of love with right? And they just had like had these kids and they stay either because they're pressured by their families, right? Um, to, to feel like they're in love with them, right? Or to like feel like they have to be in this relationship um, or because they had kids, right? I, I think we're, we're steering a little bit more away from this, um, you know, in our generation and younger generations. But I think definitely like our ancestors and our madres, our tias, right? They stay with, um, with their partners because ¿Qué van a decir? right? The costumbre, like I'm used to it. I have security of some sort because you kind of know what to expect already from this person. Um, whether it's sometimes financial, right? Um, security as well. Like, you know, we have a lot of women, um, you know, in our, in our lives maybe that have stayed with people because of financial, maybe because they're stay-at-home moms or they don't work or they depend on this money or they're not going to make the same amount to like provide for their kids. Now, whatever the reason is, um, you know, we're not here to shame anybody for being in those relationships and staying in them, but we just kind of want to highlight that sometimes we're not in love. We just stay in these relationships because it's comfortable because we, it's a security net, right? And, um, and I think we- that gives them a point kind of to differentiate and sit down and really think about, make lists. I, I mean, I'm like a huge list maker, but make a list of it's like, why are you in this relationship? Like, do you love your partner do you feel happiness do you feel joy do you share hobbies or things like that conversations company or are you in it just because now you're in it in the lot for the long run are you in it because yeah what is the family gonna say are you in it because you don't want to hurt the kids or whatever um make a list so this episode is kind of like for you to know it's like that's not love right? It's not, you're not that into them. So just um, if you choose to stay in that relationship or not, that is very much your choice. And then we as Chingona support each other anyway. Um, but just be, just being truth, being true to yourself with, with why you're in it. And if you needed that power to leave, then it's like, this is one of them, right? Yeah. And definitely know that like, you know, you are responsible for your actions and your future and the situations you are and I think that sometimes we forget that we hold that power to change the situations we don't like right and it could be hell scary it could even feel unsafe to do so sometimes um but we have the power to do that right it's like when we're you know we're complaining about something that you know maybe we don't like about ourselves right and it's like we have the power to change that with ourselves right um whether it's um you know I'll say I recently got laser hair removal, right? And um, I've been wanting to do this for a very long time. And guess what? I have the money and I have the resources to be able to do that for myself. And so I chose to do it, right? Instead of just complaining of like my hairy ass and like everything <laughs> everything else that's hairy about myself, right? Um, I could, you know, I could change it, right? And so I think that we sometimes forget that we hold a lot of power um, 
as chingones, as chingonas, right? We hold a lot of power and we have the power to change our narratives. And, um, you know, it's okay to be married and maybe 10 years, five years down the road, realize that you're not in love with that person or to grow apart, right? Because as you're with somebody, you also grow and you change. You're not going to stay the same person you were when you first met. And I think that we need to normalize having those conversations and like kind of like reevaluating the relationship 10, 10 years down the road. Like, hey, I'm like, you're never, too old. you're never too old to start fresh and to start yeah. new. Because I feel like I got out of a huge, like a long term relationship and I feel like I had to just really get to know myself. Right. Um, and that took like a lot of courage. But then at the same time, I was like, wow, like. I'm doing things that I stopped doing. Like I stopped dancing for years, right? And now it's like, I love to dance. I and love to like, twerk. I, care, I love to twerk. Plug to Mertaloba on IG, yeah. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's never too late. And you can always start and then just get that support group uh, with you. That's going to help you with whatever it is that you decide to do. Okay, so we are going to actually uh, do something new in our episode, which is we collected answers from listeners and we crowdsourced um, a question, which was how or when did you know you weren't into them? And so we got some responses from our listeners on IG um, and these are just a few. So Carol, do you want to read the first one? Yeah, so how did you know you weren't into him? This person said that the minute they started showing disrespect, right? And they didn't elaborate, but yeah, that's definitely a way to kind of know it's like you don't have to stay in that relationship. And I think that goes a little bit with the next one that was abuse. That's not something you work through. Abuse is abuse. Yes, definitely. And I know the chingona that um, put in, I think, the abuse, you know, had just gotten out of a difficult relationship. Um, a very abusive relationship where they felt they lost themselves and you know more power to them to her you know um, I think that it's the best decision right if you're ever in a situation like that we encourage all of you to you know evaluate how you're feeling and if you need you know seek support um, for yourself um, and know that it's okay you're not alone there's a lot of women um, who have gone and even men who've gone through similar experiences and you will be okay you are strong you're powerful and you deserve to be happy yeah we'll also put out some links on some resources for domestic violence too because I think that's really important it's not something that you will get out of on your own um, if I mean you can but it, it's so draining and it's so difficult right you definitely want to talk to somebody um, even somebody that has probably been in the similar page to kind of shoot you with like uh, resources on where to go first. Yeah. And I know that if you are local in the Bay Area, there is Mujeres Unidas y Activas, which is an amazing group of powerful Latinas that advocate against domestic violence um, and do workshops and also um, host events um, to support um, other women. And we also have Baywar, the Bay yeah, Area Women's say. Against Rape. Mm-hmm. Um, they also are, they provide legal services um, to help victims. Um, they also help secure um, safe housing for them, mm-hmm. as well as other like legal um, aspects related to immigration if, you know, you qualify under um, some kind of relief. And so they are a great resources. Those are two organizations that are local 
um, you know, that you can always follow for more information and you can kind of like Google and we will also try to link them on the description of this episode. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. The other, the other thing that we got from our listeners was jealousy, right? The moment they started um, showing jealousy. And so I think that that's actually like, that could be a very like powerful turnoff for some people. I know for myself that is right. I don't think I could be with somebody who's jealous. Like, you know, I grew up around men who were jealous and it just, it's like a very toxic trait to me. Um, and like, I, I don't mean like jealous, like, oh, you know, a little bit like here and there, like it's fine. Right. When it's like simple things, but like, if they're like prohibiting you from doing things, like hanging out with your friends and things like that, like, what getting better, mm-hmm. yeah, like that is such a turn off and that would like, okay. So story time. So I actually, uh, in college, I met this guy at a party and we kind of like hit it off. You know, I think also because of the alcohol and whatnot, right? He was older than me. And, um, you know, he was significantly older, probably like a good five, six years um, older, um, which, you know, I was probably like 19 at the time. Um, So he was like in his late uh, 20s. And we ended up like talking, you know, we kind of made out that day, whatever. He wanted me to stay longer. I was like, nope, I got a dip, got curfew. Um, you know, cause Latino households, um, and I was still living with my parents at the time. And, um, yeah, we just kind of started like casually talking, dating. We went on like a date, whatnot. And I remember we were going to have this like brunch thing on a Sunday. And my grandparents had just came from Mexico during that time. And I ended up telling, like, I didn't, first of all, I didn't even know they were coming. Like they just kind of surprised us. And my dad and my mom were like hey you know your grandparents are coming over we're gonna go take them to breakfast and um I let him know like hey you know like my my grandparents are in town like I'm so sorry I'm gonna have to reschedule mind you I had already seen him that week so you know like it wasn't like we hadn't seen each other in how long or I hadn't made time for him but he was he got really really upset like really bad to the point that he made he was trying to gaslight me Mm. I just remember he was like oh okay and then I was like okay and then he was just like you know uh he said I feel some type of way or something like that and I was just like what do you mean and he basically was like well I don't like to share my time (laughs) like yeah dude and I was like wait hold up what (laughs) with who like what are you talking about yeah like he was just like so butthurt that I like he's like I don't like to be a second option and I was like, a oh, bitch, this is my family. They're first. Like, I just met you. Yeah. You know, so I was just like, what? I was like, immediately, I was like, I'm not into him. Like, this just like completely changed everything for me. Yeah. And like, I hadn't seen him in that light, you know? So when he made that comment, like, I was just like, whoa, like, that is complete turn off. I'm not into you anymore. This is where like this ends. And I basically told them, like, you know, like, I don't like the way you're talking to me. And I don't feel like, you know, like, this is such a big deal, like you're making it seem, and you're making me feel bad about it. And I think that we should like not date anymore. And then he got like really butthurt about that. So you know, had to hit the block. But well, I feel like it respect and trust and honesty are so important for me when I'm dating the person. It's like they should be able to trust you 
I mean, like if, if it's the beginning and, you know, maybe you're talking to different guys, it's very early. I yeah. say keep a roster. You distribute your attention to different ones. You don't get tied down, you know, until you're ready, <laughs> until you're ready to be like, oh, shit, like I'm really feeling this guy. And like, I'm really thinking about this guy. And I like really like spending time with this person. Um, I'm more interested to them. Yeah, but I think it's like that. Then when things start getting a little more serious, maybe you start talking about dating exclusively then you do have to have that trust, right? Yeah. Where it's like, they can't just be wiling out. Like I was dating somebody and then it's like, I was at a bar and I, some stranger was just started talking to me about, we were talking about like the world cup, right? Like about soccer. And then this guy just came up and like punched him in the face. Cause he, oh my God. he was like, trying to spit game at me or whatever. And I'm just like, yep, well that happened. And I'm not into you. I just like walked away. No, I stayed with him for like a couple more years. Oh my God. But having the conversation with it's like, dude, like you can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, no. And like, I mean, I get it. I get it if you've been in this relationship with this person, but like, this was like brand new girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I had just met this dude at some party and he over here tripping about me spending time with my grandparents. (laughs) Not even another dude. Like my grandparents. Like, oh no. Like, what? Are you okay? And it's like he's dealing with his own insecurities, with his own issues, you know. Bless his soul. Hopefully he's doing good now. Yeah, nip it. Yeah. Nip that. But I was like, um, you're tripping off my grandparents, just to be clear. Like, and that 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 was a big warning sign because now I'm like looking at him like, dang, that escalated quickly. Imagine if I would have stayed, <laughs> like, when we get yeah, you know, like, like that could have been way worse. Sounds like not a good time. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, and um, the other, okay, so then this one's like really funny. Um, so someone put here, like, how did you know you weren't into them? The dig game. Aww. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know if this means like, well, I think this I is feel like, like this would be a whole other episode talking about yeah. do we have a conversation with somebody when something's not working out or when you want more of something or when you're not having like that sexual connection, right? Yes. And I think I was going to share a story, but I think I will leave my story share it? <laughs> for that episode. Um, so stay tuned. And if you want us to do that episode of like the dick game, yeah. rock, or even the pussy or game. Or maybe just rock. communicating about your sexuality. Yeah. Like, how do you I think like our culture, we're not, we're not really vocal about what we want or what we say, or like, what do I say? Like, <laughs> It's like so many uh, and things I can tell you, right? So many <laughs> Let me show you so many <laughs> positions. <laughs> okay, so um, that, thank you for sharing that, and then that will be another episode that I think yeah. a lot of people would want to. We're gonna have to have like a guest on here. <laughs> a, a guest with um, a lot of uh, whack sexual experiences, apparently. We're gonna work through them, right? It's like. Do you work through it or do you just automatically disregard them? Well, yeah. I know you have a couple stories, actually. Yeah, I remember you telling me some about, yeah, mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah, no. Okay, so there's another one on here that I guess I'll like, goes kind of in tune with that in that field, but basically like they won't eat me out. So I think that that is like, yeah, definitely like that. That would be that same episode. I think how do we communicate what we want? Yeah. 
Yeah. But and it's like, guys are so into getting head that it's like, you need to be able to reciprocate and like hold your own. It's like, yes. I feel like we can be very giving, but it's also about making sure that your partner is happy and like you are the other partner in the fucking relationship. So it's like, you need to make sure that it's balanced. And yes. talk about that, right? How do we wait here? <laughs> like, you need to make sure, like, if that's not your thing, you better learn. And we're not saying you got to be an expert, oh my but God. at least be in try, you know, like, <laughs> at least practice. How about that? Um, but if you're just like flat out not willing, like, you got to check yourself because you ain't getting nothing, right? Um, and then, Carol, you want to read our last one? So the last one says, I knew I wasn't into him uh, because of his swag. So, <laughs> Nene, did you get more information about this? Was it like his lack of swag? Was it like I think it was what like, he thought was swag and it wasn't cute? Like, I think it was like that, like the second, like he thought he had swag, but he had no swag. Oh, uh, like, annoying. People. Yes, we all have those people that think they got game and got no game. Right. Um, yeah so thank you uh, to our listeners um, that kind of wraps up that section and you know continue to chat with us on IG um, and hopefully you know at our next crowdsourcing your um, comment or story will be featured on our next episode yep okay well so there you have it, Chingonas. I hope we shed a little light on why you're not that into them. And think about it next time you feel like hitting somebody up. <laughs> yeah, make sure you don't hit them up. <laughs> and like always, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you do get your podcast at Chingonas Rising uh, so you don't miss an episode. And make sure you leave us a review and share our podcast. And we thank uh, Ray, who has left a review on Apple Podcasts. And also make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Chingonas Rising so you can chat and connect with us more. And you can also check out our website at chingonasrising.com for any updates. And we will see you all at the live show. Bye. Bye, Chingonas.